Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 187. That is 187. It is the ENS Wolves podcast on a Monday, on a Monday morning, bright and early, in a great frame of mind, in a fantastic mood, Joe, after a magnificent result of Liverpool. Oh, mate. Mate, what's going on? That was a... It sounds bad because, you know, a lot of teams will go to Liverpool and get spanked. But I really didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. I saw I saw Wolves potentially losing by the odd goal, as we discussed. But I didn't see that capitulation in the second half. Um, that, was a, that was pretty turgid, mate. Yeah, and... I think we sort of said it after the after the game immediately last night that there's no real shame going to Liverpool and getting getting turned over, but it's just a matter of it in that they'd gone in at half time and still in with a shout and and they haven't really offered that much, but Liverpool equally hadn't offered that much and it was only a, a mistake really that 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 is the reason that they were he- they were ahead and. And then, yeah, as you say, second half, just capitulation really and players not tracking runners and getting caught high up the pitch, which was just really strange really because it was almost they got caught in that Narman's land because Wolves really weren't offering much by way of an attacking threat, especially in the second half. But some for some reason, for the second goal especially, like eight players are, are, are up the other end of the pitch and they need to, and, and they need to kind of a three on two. Hmm. And you're just thinking, where where's everyone gone? You know, they, they weren't necessarily affecting things in the final third, but then they just completely kind of abandoned the defensive duties. Um, really, really kind of a, of a head-scratcher, a bit of a strange one. And I think we'll come on to it a bit more later. But I don't think system necessarily was the problem. I think it was just players performing poorly and and making mistakes. And I think I think the annoying thing is as well. This isn't this is nowhere near Liverpool's best side. I mean, you look at that. You look at that team, and you look at Kelleher, Fabinho, Matic, Williams, Jones. Yeah. You know, even even like you know, no good player, but Henderson. I mean, you know these these are. They, this is a team that has conceded a shed load of goals this season, whose back line, you know, have, it's been so, so leaky. You take, you know, Alexander-Arnold and, and Van Dijk out of that side and you think, oh, you've just come off the back of a great result against Arsenal. Let's go for it. You know, Nuno said, you've got to test this keeper. You've got to test him. And they were, they were anemic. They were anemic up front. I mean... You know, I thought Adama had, you know, some decent runs at, like he should do with his pace, and that you would expect him to do that at some of the fullbacks. But you know, they swapped. Uh, Neto was was quiet-ish. Got a couple of fouls, you know, on the towards the towards the area. Pedence was non-existent really, apart from a chip. It, it was all too. And when you have, when you have that trio who who are genuinely quiet against a makeshift back line, and you've got. You know your, your your best player basically watching from home and recovering, and, and thank God he is. And you've got a lad who's come on at Arsenal and done really well. It makes it a bit of a head scratcher. Although we did think he'd start this 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 front three, they have to show more than that, Joe. Yeah, and I think 
as well as the front three themselves, I think it's um, we, we've spoke about it a lot of times this season, and I think it still remains something of a conundrum. Is the midfield, mm. and it tried something a little bit different, didn't he? And trying Neves as the more advanced of the three um, didn't work, and uh, I, I, Neves again, he's he's a player that. It's kind of flattered to deceive, really, so far this season. He's had fl- he's had flashes. He's had a few games where he's looked more so back to his best. I think Palace was probably the best game that he's had. Um, but in the main, we're yet to see him uh, anywhere near his best, really. And and um, I think this was kind of quite interesting in that so often with Neves, we've said he's too deep. To influence a game in the way that he should, you know, he's he's, he's picking the ball up off the centre half, almost, um, you know, kind of stepping on the toes of Cody and 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 Bolly and Kilman at times. Um, but this was kind of the other end of the spectrum. He was playing in a not quite a ten role, but certainly the most advanced in the midfield three. And again, kind of got caught in now man's land. Just wasn't getting on the ball enough and then when he did wasn't moving it around quickly enough and despite the fact that he was playing in that 10 position I mean how many how many times did he touch the ball in the final third I'd imagine it had been in, in single figures so um, gave the uh, ball away for the second goal for the breakaway as well yeah I, think, I mean Dendonka so, I mean you know we know what never the best part never for me the be- Neves Neves's best position is in that centre circle. It's pinging yeah. balls across down you know down, down the flanks for, for the likes of Triro, for the likes of Neto um, to to get on you know to get on the end of it and then lethal um, you know of course outside the area. But I mean you say Joe that that that, ne- that, that Neves has been poor this season. I mean. I mean, last season he had some good games, but he had some stinkers as well. I mean, it's really been two years before since we've seen a consistent Ruben Neves really, uh, you know, dominate a game and have a big impact on a game. And there's some questions, and we're going to have a mailbag uh, this episode because, you know, we can talk to death about Liverpool, but I, I want to hear what the fans have got to say. And uh, there's a lot of questions and question marks over Ruben Neves and his future Wolves and whether he could be the one to get sacrificed, which is a massive turnaround. I understand it's uh, people are still hurt from the game and, and there's a frustration there and sometimes you shouldn't read too much into into social media. Me and you know that, you know, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. from uh, some of the stuff that's out there. But at the same time, there is definitely a growing frustration uh, about Neves and his role in this side going forward. Yeah, it's because we know how, how much he's capable of, and as you say, we haven't seen it consistently for a while now. I, I did think there was a period last season. I think it was around December time in in the run up to that period before the kind of lockdown came in. I think it was kind of December to March time, and I did think he did put a a good string of performances together there. I think he had the Espanol kind of screamer, didn't he, in there, and it was starting to kind of click again for him. Um, I think last night, though, does kind of go a long way to showing that, you know, that there was a few saying, oh, he could well be one in that advanced role to kind of work between the lines, pick the passes. I think it proves that He's very much a, a central midfielder. He's not a he's not an attack, attacking midfielder, and for me, he's not a defensive midfielder because that he just gets kind of lost in the shuffle playing there. He's he's a he's a conventional cent, central midfielder. So, 
Um, hopefully we'll, we'll see him in that position and see him back to back to his best sooner rather than later because you know we talk about the attackers and they've got to step up and you know help with the uh, the shortcoming of, of goals especially in the absence of Jimenez now never mind losing Jota and Doherty over the summer but it's still we've got to the midfield and none of them yet to uh, have scored yet this season you know the, the, 11 games in not none of them. The three of them have scored, and that that's got to change. It just has to. It just simply has to change soon because the attackers. Yes, they've got to do their bit, and they've got to score goals, create goals. But the midfielders have as well, and mm-hmm. uh, they'll know that, and hopefully they can rectify that soon. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you, when your forwards aren't aren't getting much of a sniff, when your midfielders aren't scoring, and you're leaking goals at the back, there's only one. Uh, there's only one outcome, Joe. Um, what what. What was the, the frustrating thing last night is that I was watching that second half performance thinking this is what a lot of bang average, mid-table, lower-table teams will do at the likes of Spurs and Man City and Liverpool. They go, they concede one, then they end up conceding four and you just think, well, this is just this is just absolute cannon fodder, isn't it? You know, it's just when it's going to happen. But Wolves don't do that. They haven't done yeah. that. And I know they've been beaten 4-0 at West Ham, but it's kind of an anomaly and it was a different formation. They didn't they didn't play very well in that game at all. They were well, they were awful in that game. But that it was just so easy. So easy for you know, they were just tapping in. I mean, from really from from the opening goal, which, you know, Connor Cody, and I said it on video last night, nine hundred and ninety-nine times out of a thousand is uh, clears that ball, but of course, the one time he does it, it's at Anfield, uh, you know, against his hometown club, and uh, and uh, he wants the ground to swallow him up. But I'm not going to dist Cody too much on this podcast because of what he's done this season and what he's done for the last for the last umpteen years for this football club. Um, it wasn't it wasn't just him last night. There were a lot of poor performances at the back as well. Um, I've said it before, Joe, but I, and I know they need time to bed in. But Nelson Semedo, man. Yeah. yeah. 30 or 35, was he 35 million pounds from Barcelona? It could, it could be that much, yeah. I mean, it, it, it won't be because they won't hit all the bonuses, but it, technically it could be. I mean, I am seriously worried about this guy and I hate to 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 put play, you know, speak about players individually when it comes to criticism, but this is this is a this is he's had plenty of time now I think to get to grips with this team. I know the changing formation. I know they've got uh, different players and, and and there's a rotation situation. They've gone from a back five to a back four. I don't I don't know what I don't know what he is. I don't know what he is because he's, he's he's not great. He's not great going forward and he's not great defensively from what I've seen so far. So either he's just having a lull and he's not match fit, or you know. His, his desire's gone and uh, and they've bought a bit of a dud. That's a lot of money. I mean, you spent £70 million nearly on two players, a forward and a, and a, and a, and a right-back who really aren't showing... Well, like the forward, will, forward, he hasn't had a chance, but the right-back... I don't, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it. Do you, do you just have to keep on playing him, do you? Or do you take him out? Is there a replacement there? Well, the more... It- it goes on. I'm wondering whether we see Kiana Hoover, to be honest. And, you know, we talk about players not necessarily, you know, you talk about Silva, we haven't really seen much of him. Well, we haven't really seen anything of Hoover. Um, and I think the longer this goes on, he'll be thinking, well, maybe it's time that I've got a, an opportunity, really. Um, 
oh, about the full backs. I thought that for about 50 minutes or so, they looked all right. Um, probably more so Marcel. Um, but then the wheels kind of fell off in the in the last half an hour. And what I will say about Tomato is that he has a tendency to ball watch. And mm-hmm. it, 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 it is noticeable. He noticeably just has moments where he switches off and just watches things. And things happen around him quickly. And he loses a mark a split second. And that's all it takes, you know, in the Premier League. I mean, he's yet to really look like a player that's coming from Barcelona, is he? That, that, that's, that, that's, that's the big takeaway really I think that's a myth though coming from Barcelona I think sometimes when you play in a side like that and you're constantly attacking and there's very little defensively when when teams especially the likes of Barcelona are having 20-30% possession sometimes you know I think you can kind of get away with it I, I really well, yeah. can I really can you know but but I mean he's obviously got talent I mean goodness me I mean like you say he has played in you know the top at the highest level but it's a it's a big change coming from Barcelona to Wolverhampton, and uh, you've got to show your metal. And you've got to prove yourself, and you'll get found out very quickly in this league. As I think a lot of La Liga players who will come to the Premier League, there's a lot there's a lot bigger names that come from La Liga to the Premier League and been found out, or haven't done any any kind of impact. But when you're right back and you're conceding goals and you're making individual mistakes, I'm not talking really about the own goal. I'm talking about other the general ninety minutes of action that he, that, that he that he he was there. It's just. I haven't seen anything like the play that I was uh, I was told we were getting. Yeah, uh, it's a good point with Barca because, as you say, they're not necessarily used to defending really and having their backs against the wall. So I, I think there is something to be said about that. Um, but with Samada, we just as I say, there is a tendency to ball watch that Southampton goal that Walcott scored was a. Was a clear example of that. You know, he's, he's just—he's on his shoulder. He's not seen him, or he's not even thought to look really, which is, mm. is a bit worrying. Um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to feel like we're singling him out, but it, we we do expect better for for a player of that um, who's coming of that calibre, who's coming for that kind of money, and you know, there's a lot of talk about you know that Dow would say, oh well. Oh, Dowerty weren't the best defensively and all this kind of stuff. Well, I thought Matt Dowerty was absolutely brilliant <laughs> for, for yeah. Wolves, to be honest, in the main. I know it's, oh, you don't know what you got till it's gone and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I thought Dowerty was tailor-made for Wolves' system. You could never doubt his commitment and his output, really. Yeah, he got shown up a couple of times, but any fallback does. Um, but Samedo, you know... The, I'm not looking at him as an upgrade on Doherty, certainly yet. You know he's got a long way to go to show that. Um, you know he 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 tries going forward. He he offers himself. You know he gets walls up the pitch sometimes with his pace. He can take up take on a man, um, but he's not getting into those areas like Doherty did. But we were and, promised. We were promised assists and goals. Yeah. You know, and and apart from that double save, I think earlier on in the season. Uh, was it Southampton? Was it against Southampton? Was Fulham, it? maybe. Fulham, was it maybe? Where where Smedo shot a good save? Hasn't really looked like scoring, has he? No, no, he hasn't. No, he has a few pot shots and stuff like that, but nothing, uh, nothing major. Mm. And um, yeah, Do you think Uno read them the right act last night? I mean, I, I don't know what he's like behind closed doors. I don't know what he's like in the dressing room. We'll never really find out, you know. But. He's a he's a very methodical man, and he's a very measured man, and he will he's a deep thinker of the game, and he's he's obviously loves the game from an analytical point of view. 
but sometimes you just need to really go at them because that that was that was so so disappointing and it was just it's back to front mate unfortunately it is I mean you know you go back up to I mean they scored 11 goals this season Wolves in 11 games 11 goals yeah yeah I mean Burnley West Brom and Sheffield you haven't you know haven't scored as many as Wolves but that's about it really incredibly Arsenal have scored 10 but you know teams around them Southampton 19 West Ham 18 Everton 20 Palace 17 Villa 20 Leeds 16 Leicester 21 um I know we're going we're going back and forth here, but it's just uh, it's annoying because you look at the table and you look at you know Wolves are tenth now, okay, but they're, I mean they're level on points with seventh still, who are, who are West Ham. But you look at the table and you think, okay, Spurs I think are very good this year, Liverpool, Chelsea, you know Man City, Man United, but the rest of them, there's no one in there that scares you, are there? I mean even Leicester, Southampton, Everton are getting beat now. You know, Palace, Villa, Newcastle, Leeds. There's no reason why Wolves can't finish ahead of those teams this season, even in this transitional season, which people are asking, is it a transitional season? I think it was always going to be. And now yeah. we, now they've lost Jimenez, Joe, and there's going to be decisions made um, in January of whether they, whether they strengthen. But there's an argument to be said that like if this is a transitional season... And Wolves are not going down this season. They're not. They're not even close to going down. They'll be mid-table at worst, I think. For me, at worst, they'll be eleventh, twelfth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, and hopefully higher. Is there an argument, Joe, to say, okay, look, hopefully, fingers crossed, Raúl back next season. Johnny will play a few games, hopefully, by the end of this season, and then back next season. We'll get one or two more in, ready to go. We'll have the fans back at Molyneux. We'll have a full house at Molyneux to start next season. Fingers crossed. Let's play. Let's see what you're made of, Nuri. Let's see what you're made of, some um, uh, Vitinha. Uh, let's get Max Kilman back in um, and, and, and have a good go. Let's get Hoover in. Let's get Silver in and use this season now with your, the quality of your Nettos and your Vitinhos and your... And your Pedences and you know the players who are gonna they're gonna win games, but they're also gonna get beat and say, okay, well this is a free hit here. I know the expectations there, but why don't you have a half a season in the Premier League where you're playing sixty percent of games because that's only gonna stand them in good stead for next year. Well, yeah, I mean with your Vitinias and your Ain't Nuries, well you've got to have a proper look at them to decide whether you want to sign them permanently. Exactly, next yeah, yeah. Um, and I think with Hoover, you've got to have a look at him and find out what he actually is because, you know, there's talk of him potentially perhaps being in the future a, a, a centre-half or whether he's a right-back or whether he's a right-wing-back. You know, you only find out about these players by actually giving them minutes and, and getting them in the team. I'd certainly want to see a bit more of Vitinha. Um, I mean, he came on a little, for a little bit, didn't he, at Anfield? Um, and yes, it's early doors with him, but... You know, as we say, the midfield just hasn't really done a great deal. I think Dendonka's a nailed-on starter, really. And I'd probably pick Martinho over Neves, actually, over the last couple of weeks. But it, I think that that kind of advanced midfielder role, I mean, I mean, if, you, if you're playing Silver in the, in the front three um, of, of kind of Traore, Neto and Pedence, then you can't really have one, but... I think Vitinha should stand himself to get a few more minutes over this next month or so, and hopefully we can actually see what he's about. And uh, as you say, yeah, it just kind of 
yeah, just get these young players in and find out what they actually are and what kind of qualities that they bring because that that summer window, you know, what was it, six signings and we've we've not we've not seen Hoover yet, really. Not really seen Vitinha, not really seen Silva. Marcel has finally kind of got into the team after shaking off a couple of injury worries and Ain't Nuri we've seen little bits of. I mean the best and worst of really. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, you know, I know you've kind of trusted in in youth and maybe there's more signings for the future, but what's already happened so far this season has maybe kind of forced the hand a little bit and maybe the future's now and um trying to get these players more minutes and actually find out whether long term when Fans are back, as you say, and and the kind of the Molyneux feel good factor is back. Fans are back in the ground. That kind of you know pack mentality that you know Nuno talks about and things like that is actually back in full force. Then you can find out for then whether these players are up to it or not, and then in in the summer and things like that, act accordingly. Do you think now though there's a growing frustration in the fan base that the window has been poor and it's been and there's been too many poor windows do you feel the recruitment is really starting to come under attack now or is that too harsh and too early i think there's definitely a growing frustration um you can you can just see it i mean Matt, again sometimes you take social media with a pinch of salt but there is a lot of people um talking about the last few windows and i think there is a point to be made that I, again, not every signing you make is going to be fantastic. You know, it's just a law of averages. But the, you know, the, these these last few windows haven't been roaring successes. You look at the main players in in the team: Jimenez before his injury, of course. But you know, Jimenez, um, Bolly, Cody, Neves, Martinho. You know, these are all players that have been here now for a couple of years at least. And I know that there is a you know, there is a, an element of establishing yourself and making yourself a presence in the team. But there's, you know, there's, there's few that have come in really over the last 18 months or so and really made themselves a solid part of the team. The only one you would say definitely is Neto and then Pedenti's on that track now. Um, but the rest, you know, we're still kind of feeling their way in really. And um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's only right that I, I think whenever you make signings, you open yourselves up to... To, to criticism and I, I think the jury's out over a lot of these players and as we say we won't really know what they can do until they're given a consistent run and um, you know Hoover and and Vitinha especially uh, ain't Nuri in that same bracket I, I think that hopefully we start to see a few more minutes for for them now because I, I don't think there's um, I don't, as you say I don't think there's any danger of Wolves being in, in trouble this season um, I just think yeah, we've got to find out whether these are up to it for the long term, really. And I think that's the main thing there. Will the fans accept that, though, Joe? If they really go the other way and say, OK, we're going to give these kids a go now. And no. it might it might not be it might not be uh, pl- plain sailing, but will there be an understanding there that these this is going to happen and that they're probably going to lose a fair few than they would normally do, but in the in the long term... In the long term, you know, run of things that this is actually going to work out, or or is it just short term? A, a fans, a fans wanting, you know, this don't do not write off this season, and they would never say they're writing off this season. But I, we've discussed it before, saying that I think there was a an acceptance that this may be a transitional season because of the business that they did in the summer, um, even with Jimenez there, 
I'm not sure whether there was an absolute you've got to get European football this year. I think it was it was can we get these guys and bring them up to speed and still be successful. And I'm just not sure now with this injury whether um, whether whether they may change tact slightly. Almost just just admit, not admit defeat, but admit that they're going to really give other people a chance that they may not have done before before this Jimenez injury. Because I'm not 100% sure they're going to sign a striker in January. I really am not. Um, unless someone comes available or they really go in and sign a top-class striker who, who whose contract's coming to the end. And we'll discuss that later on. But I wouldn't be surprised if they don't sign a, a striker in, in January, Joe. Yeah, I, and th- there's a balance to be struck. You know, we're not saying just, oh, play all the kids, but... I think the time is coming now to, to, to give them more game time and let and let, and let us see what they're more about. I'm not saying, you know, I'll get get the established faces out of the team and play all the kids by any stretch, but you know, there comes a point where you've made signings and you've got to see what they're about and I think there's been enough of a bedding in period now for a lot of them, you know, the best part of three months now that they've they've been at the club, they've trained under Nuno every day and and they've kind of got used to the surroundings I'd say. The, let's start to see a little bit more of them there. I'm not saying exactly they've got to start every week, they've got to be in the team every week, but just see a little bit more of them. Um, and I, I think, you know, with Vitinha coming on at Anfield, uh, Ain't Nuri coming on, and I know, I know it was a case of shutting up shop a bit more with, with Ain't Nuri while trying to anyway. Um, but I think the time has come now to see these players a bit more often, um, see what they've actually got to offer. And uh, it's not it's not a case of you know, throw, throwing out this season or anything. I, I think, you know, it, it, it's it, it's going to be difficult to, you know, to, to replicate the last couple of seasons, and probably I, I don't think I don't think they will, to be honest. But I, I think if they can finish, you know, top half, and get these players it properly bedded in and find out what they're about, then I think that should leave them in in a good position, you know, going into next season really, and that and that's you know where I really think you'll find out. What 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 they're about really moving forward because without fans I know it, I know it, I know it's I know we've heard it a lot but it, it does does make a heck of a difference and even having two thousand inside Anfield I, I mean I, I spoke to you before the game didn't I and I said mm. I've got a feeling Liverpool are gonna this could get this could get a bit ugly really because Liverpool seem really up for this and hopefully we can have that back at Molyneux you soon and um, have that arm advantage again yeah I hope so mate I hope so I mean. You beat Villa and uh, and you know you, you beat Burnley and you're going to be there or thereabouts. You're coming out. It's a difficult December coming up, and Liverpool was probably going to be a, a, a probably maybe if they've done great. I think everybody would have taken a draw before kickoff. It's a defeat, okay? But they need to bounce back and they need to bounce back well on Saturday against Villa. Should we take some questions? There's, there's so many questions here. So let's take some questions. Yes, there's going to be a mailbag, on. so let's get through them. Um, uh, Ronan Gibbons says, uh, would you give Hoover a chance yet? Uh, Semedo really hasn't impressed me. Um, and would you go back to a back three now? Three slash five. I wouldn't go back to a back three. Um, not just based off one game. Because, I, again, I don't think it was necessarily the system that was the problem. Yes, it does leave them a bit more open. But you look at all the goals and all the goals were avoidable. Oh, I think they're a case of all players just, I mean, you know... Cody, that's a clear error for the first. Uh, the, the the second is getting caught too high up the pitch. The third one is 
not tracking runners and not closing down the cross. And the fourth one is just a again not getting out to the cross and then kind of trying to you know save it and then a bit bit of, bit unfortunate really I guess the own goal. But you know you wouldn't say any of those goals were down to the system. I think it was just down to individual errors and, and poor showings and mistakes and you know just kind of having their their heads down really after conceding mm-hmm. a couple of goals. So um, in terms of Samado and, and Hoover, we've touched upon it already, but I, I think the longer this goes on with Samado, if he doesn't have a dramatic upturn in, in performances over the next couple of weeks, then I think Hoover, you know, has got to be, you know, I mean, I don't think it, whether that's the environment at Wolves, to be honest, to be knocking on the manager's door and, and uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's quite how it works we know now, but I, I think... You know, he'll certainly be thinking in the back of his mind that it'll be a matter of time until he gets a chance. I mean, I, I saw him against Doncaster in the trophy a few weeks ago and he does look a bit raw. You know, he gave away a penalty that night, but he, he showed some nice signs going forward. Um, obviously, very highly rated at Liverpool. And ultimately, you don't know what he's about until you really see him and really see him tested. So, um, yeah, the longer this goes on with Samado, and if he doesn't pick it up, I'd, I'd say, yeah, give Hoover a chance, see what he's about. Do you know, can I give you an interesting fact? Nelson Semedo was in my dream last night. And I say dream because it can't have been that long because I must have got one hour sleep last night. I could not for the life of me get to bloody sleep. I got to bed about one in the morning. I passed quarter past one knowing that I had a gym session at eight o'clock this morning. So you're already like, kind of like, oh, you know when you've got to, you've got to get to sleep. Yeah, I've got to get to sleep tonight. That's when you don't get to sleep. When you're thinking like that, you know you're not going to happen. And it got to two and I was frustrated at the game and frustrated about the way things had gone. It'd be a long day. And then I'm like, and then like NFL was going on. So I was like checking my scores. Then you put it down and then the dogs come on the bed and I'm like, Alana's asleep. And then Alana's got this massive cuddly bear that I always throw off the bed because it's taken a ridiculous bear, ridiculously sized bear. And he's taken half of it. But she was cuddling onto that and she'd already been asleep for two or three hours. <laughs> then Baloo came on the bed. Then Stitch came on the bed. And I'm literally, I mean, we've got like a California king-sized bed. I am literally got probably less than 20 centimetres to put my body. And I'm like, is this for real? I, I, and I'm, I'm cold, I'm miserable, I'm pissed off. And then, and then suddenly I took like some melatonin, which is like a sleeping tablet. And then, I, and then I have this little mini dream. Honestly, the most mental dream in the world. So there's Nelson Tomatoes there. It's, it's almost like there's, there's a Flintstones movie that I watched about a week ago. And it's uh, the Flintstones meet Rockula and Frankenstone. It's obviously Dracula and Frankenstein, but you know from the from the uh, the rubble, the rubbles and the Flintstones together in this castle. Oh. Nelson Semedo's in there as like Frankenstein. You're in there. I'm right. in there. Jackie Oatley's uh, sleeping in one of the beds. There's two lads from the Wolves media staff are in it, um, oh, yeah. eating food downstairs. Jack Jack Walker and Max Fitzgerald are downstairs eating it. Spears is in it. I'm like, I don't know what the hell has gone on, but we're running away from from Semedo and whoever whoever Dracula is. I can't remember who Dracula was, and we're trying to eat these these like mastodon mammoth meatballs at the same time. Nice. And one has a da- like a purple dagger. It was mental. It was mental. But have you ever had a dream when you do it and then you wake up, but then you close your eyes and you're straight back in the dream? You sure you had melatonin and not? Mate, well, I don't know what I had. Not, not it was magic all, mushrooms or I was something. All, I was all over the place. But I actually feel all right today. So maybe I maybe I've had a little yeah, a little pick me up by by mistake. Maybe it's. I mean, I don't know, mate. That the, the the pills were sealed, so I've got no mm. idea. But yeah, mental mental dream. Anyway, 
Nelson Semedo also available in uh, in Nathan's head. Um, what is it? Living rent free is what the peeps say. Living, Living rent, rent free. free. Living yeah. rent yes, free indeed. is the term. Uh, David Gannon, should we buy in the January window? Should I think we? The, I think. I think. I think the mate. He says, "Should we buy?" I'm going to rephrase that. Will Wolves buy in the January window? Uh, I think that they tend to make one, didn't they? I think that the last two January windows they've, they've made one first team signing, if I remember right. So it was Peden slash January, and then I think, although it wasn't technically a new signing, it was the Johnny permanent signing in the January before that. So by that token, maybe see one. Um, could you yeah. see Wool? Could you see if the right and Wolves went in for? Do you remember when they went in for Tammy Abraham? They went in pretty big, didn't they? And he decided to stay at Villa. And, you know, yeah. Who knows whether if they pushed it more, that he would be it would be a Wolves player now. Do you think that they could sign another quality striker, like a a really top class striker? Um, or do you think that's not 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 the way it'll go? Because I've got a, I've got a name. Go I've on. got a name. I've got a name. And people might throw it out and go, don't be ridiculous. But this is a person who's in contract talks and they're saying that they won't sell him unless they get the fee for him. That, that, that I'm sure it'll be a massive fee. But he's not agreed a new deal yet. And he's scored a lot of Premier League goals. He's currently injured, uh, but back soon. And if the top four, and I can't really see the top four making a move for him, then where else is he going to go if someone comes in for a big fee? People might see it as a bit of a sidestep. 28 years old, ex-Liverpool striker, Danny Ings? No. 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 I don't you wouldn't so. sign anyone like that? I, I just don't necessarily see it happening. In, in, a, in a hypothetical world, I'd take him. Um, but I, I don't necessarily see him at Wolves. Would you? But would you sign a striker like that? You know, can they sign a, a a quality striker, or is that? Do you think that's just not going to happen? I think they can. Um, it's just whether they will. I mean, they haven't made a, dom- a dom- proper domestic signing for for ages. I thought. I know, and that's the, that's a bit of the frustration I think from the fan base is that you you're relying on, you know, Mendes really to broker the majority of your deals, and I think people are starting to get over that a little bit, and they want other avenues, and they maybe want to see some domestic plays, and they maybe want to see some different, you know, different ways that they can uh, they can broker deals, or or you know, maybe 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 they're not, maybe they're quite happy with Mendes, but I would want to have a bigger, you know, a bigger say in in different markets and different plays and different leagues than, than literally buying basically what what he's what George is offering. Yeah. Yeah, naturally, but I, I I get the point with Ings, and I, I think it's a you know a decent you know link to make, and I, I think he's a very good player, but um, I don't necessarily see him at Wolves, and I, I, I I'm happy to be proved wrong, but Wolves are just, no, I'm spent... just I'm just I'm just I'm just I was reading an article no, about him, you know, yeah, saying yeah. about the contract talks and, and Southampton getting a bit edgy. I'm saying like you know what kind of striker can Wolves can Wolves um. You know, snare really. I, I think it's a limited market in January. I really do. Yes. I think you know that, um, and ultimately, whether he's ready or not, or whether it's too soon, or they've, they've spent thirty-five million on a, on a striker that, that this season already in, in, mm-hmm. in Fabio Silva, and I don't know if the, the 
having done that, you can really go out and then spend twenty million or so and so on on a Danny Ings or you know as as as, a, as much as they'd they'd cost. I think they'd have to be a little bit clever. Yes, you know, money isn't necessarily an issue at Wolves, but the, you know they've got to they've got to be clever at the same time. And it's uh, I, I think. January, it's, it's, it's a market that Nuno has spoken openly about in the past that he's not the biggest fan of. He doesn't think that you know you necessarily get you know the the proper bank for your book. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they go. I mean, all the kind of um, the, all the kind of evidence over the past few years suggests that they won't go big in January and perhaps just pick up one one player on a, on a kind of um, on a kind of clever deal. But equally. You know, we've never thought Wolves would play four at the back, and that that's that's happened. You know, in the last couple of months, and you know, there has but can been they go two? If they went two up top, Joe. If they went two up top, if this formation making them go two up top, don't you want two strikers, like real strikers? There's so well, many different that, variations you can have. Well, that's what I'm saying. That they have changed tack. So mm. if if they do want to have, add that another string to the bow of mm. having a front two, then. Then you know the January market is there. It's it's not it's not the best market to work in, and you know in terms of value for money. But you know it, we'll have to see these next few weeks go. I think that's I think that's the main thing. And then if if these lack of goals continue and they only averaging a goal again, then I, I think yeah the the, the may well have to act. Yeah, I mean, look, there were some bargains out there this summer, Joe. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm, let's hope Fabio Silva be, be shows his worth, and I'm sure he's going to get the chance pretty soon um, to show what he can do. Uh, Callum Wilson went for ten, was it ten million quid to Newcastle? Uh, I mean, you look at you look at you look at teams, and you look at maybe players that might be available still in January. I mean, someone like maybe Josh King, maybe might be available. Um, you know, he's still in the championship, and I know there's a lot of clubs that are interested in him. So there's options there. I'm just saying it would be kind of nice if they did go someone who scored Premier League goals, if if that's what they did. But we we shall see. Yeah. We shall oh see yeah, it, definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, Manny Singh, Manny Singh, good to hear from Manny. Uh, he says, uh, uh, "Just seems like more of a trial season, game by game. Uh, four at the back, go back to five, play youngsters like Silver and Virginia." He, he says uh, Semedo uh, wasn't bought as a wing-back, etc., etc. So what realistically is success for Wolves this season? Um, what success? What I mean, is success for Wolves? Hopefully they can have a, a bit of a cup run uh, in, in the FA Cup when that comes. Um, Palace in the what a third round. Wow. I mean, that's just like a, a black time. I mean, first of all, you want a, yeah. you want a little bit, maybe a lower league. But second of all, I mean, it's just not it's not very sexy, is it? Not very sexy, but hopefully they do approach it in the in the right manner. And you know, because it's 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 a winnable tie. I mean, I know yes. Palace at home it is yeah, fellow Premier. Yeah, but you know, they've, they've beaten Palace fairly comfortably in the past two meetings. So, yeah, and Palace you know, did well against the Championship team. Um, you know, on Saturday as well. So yeah. Sunday. <laughs> um, so yeah, have, have a cup run, and if I mean, if, I mean, everybody's opinion on what success is, is is different. But if you were to ask me where Wolves will finish um, at this stage, I'd probably say around tenth, where they are mm. now. Um, that would probably be my be my prediction. I think there's a a few teams that aren't in the conventional big six that are just. Just seem to be a little bit higher up, you know, in terms of in terms of their current state. I mean, Everton have started losing games, but I think I think they're they're kind of there, and I think there is the chance that somebody like a Southampton or something could finish just a, just a little bit higher than Wolves. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably I'll probably say I'll probably say tenth, 
and then hopefully have a deep run in the cup. It's been, you know, obviously a couple of years since the semi-final, and uh, you know we won't dwell too much on that. But um, no, no, come you, on, it's always doom and gloom. This podcast, we can't, uh, yeah, we can't, we can't so, talk about that. Cup, cup run, and hopefully. Uh, Top half finish, maybe not. I mean, I think more people's success would be something like nine, nine, four, eight. But I, I think tenth is quite, quite a very distinct possibility, really. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Mackay says uh, we're short on strikers, Joe. Any chance of Leonardo Campagna coming back off his loan spell? Well, I, I wouldn't we say bring it's... players in and never see them play. What's the point? Well, the, the point is to to bring him in and hopefully sell them for a profit. It's what Wolves have been doing for a long time. They're doing well, I say a long time. The last few years they've been doing it quite well, really. Um, doubtful for me, but but maybe Joe. What would you say? Can he can he come back? I don't think he's really been playing that much at Malaceo in, in in Portugal. To be honest, um, at least when I last checked, anyway, I haven't heard anything about him pulling up any huge trees there. So. I don't think he's necessarily going to come up, come to Wolves and, and, and be the answer. And I, I, the same could be said about Cudrone. And you know, Rafa Mir's done well in 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 La Liga, but I think you know he's he's a player that he's. I don't think he's necessarily going to come back to the Premier League and, and really hit it either. I mean, he, he went to Forest and didn't really do anything. I think he's a player that he's happy in Spain and would like eventually to have a permanent move to Spain. So I think, you know, Wolves would probably make a, a few quid on him. But the, the the point about bringing in players and not necessarily playing them, I mean, Wolves want to make the academy self-sustainable. Um, so that's bringing in players on pretty cheap, getting them some first-team experience somewhere and then impressing enough to sell them for a decent fee. And, you know, it's almost the Chelsea approach and the, the Man City approach and, and it's gave them a lot of success. And then I think along the way, you know, as while you've done that and as your academy gets better and better over time, then eventually it starts to produce players that are of the ilk that can get in the team. I think Chelsea have got, you know, Reese James, Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, all in the all in the team now. Obviously City have had Foden come through. Um so I think that's Wolves where I want to be eventually. Um it may have seemed a bit frustrating signing these players and knowing almost, you know, off the bat really that they're never really gonna play. Um but that's just the way football clubs operate now and it's it's proven successful for others and uh, Wolves are looking to follow suit. Craig says, is the away kit to blame? I felt sick watching the game last <laughs> night, but I can't tell if that was due to performance or having to look at those awful shirts for the best part of 90 minutes. The, yeah, the, it's not better in person, to be you know, Is it not? Is it not better no. in person? No, not no, from your viewing? It, viewing it's uh, just, the, the thing for me, and it's almost, for me personally, a little bit the same with the third kit. I understand why they've done it, because it's you know the Portugal-inspired and stuff like that. But they, you look at them and they don't strike you as Wolves kits. You know, you mm-hmm. don't you don't look at that away kit and think that's Wolves. You know, that could be any team. And I, th- I think um, you know, I think there's another question about um, Wolves and Castore. The or Castor, um, the, 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 there's a report saying that uh, Adidas is going to be gone away with, and then Castor would be the kit supplier. Yeah, I think from, there's a question from, about that later from on, next yeah. season onwards. Um, so I contacted Wolves. There's now a comment from Wolves. Contacted Castore. I never heard anything back. So, so that, so I did try and do a bit of digging. Didn't didn't hear anything. Um, but you know, with these Wolves kits and this away kit, you you just look at it and there's nothing to kind of say that's Wolves. And that mm-hmm. and that and that's that's the thing for me. I mean, yeah, designs and whatever are naturally 
going to um, split opinion. You know, you're very rarely going to have a kit that everybody looks at and thinks that is beautiful. You know, it's, it's, what somebody thinks is amazing, other other person is going to think is awful. But you know, the, the, there's just nothing. You know, typically wolves about it, white and blue and like a skyline effect. It's you know it just doesn't really do a lot for me. So um, yeah, I, I'm not a real fan of that away kit. I mean, you know, it only takes one performance to make it. Well, maybe in this case, one performance to break it. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not not the biggest so, fan. Star of a song there, mate. To be fair, I think. <laughs> uh, um, uh, flash flash poll. Um, how many more times is the away kit going to be worn this season? The the the. Uh, the choices were zero, one, two, and three plus. How many times do you think we'll see the away kit this season, Joe? Zero, uh, one, two, or th- more than three, three or more. I don't think it'd be three or more. Probably be one or two. One or it's just two. The, just the thing is, I mean, I know obviously you have away kits and third kits because that's what everybody does. But Wolves very rarely have a have a kit clash. Yes, I mean they didn't have to wear that kit last night. No, you know, no, they didn't. No, not you know, they could have. They could have easily wore the Harm shirts. I'm pretty sure they wore the Harm shirt at Anfield last year, anyway. Yes, they did. Um, and and they wore the third shirt at Leeds, and could have easily wore the Harm shirt at Leeds. Um, it, it's just a, it's just the way of the world, isn't it? It's it's a football. It's like if they, face, if they face like a, I don't know, like maybe you, you Norwich in the cup or. Oxford or someone like that, then you have to change. But apart from that, you're kind of golden, aren't you, really? Yeah, Wolves, Wolves could get away with a Premier League season in just wearing the home kit, as we <laughs> saw as we saw post-restart. They didn't yeah. wear the away kit once. Um, I mean, you've got to naturally get them out once or twice. But I, Oh, I you've got to get them out once or twice. You've got to get, get them more get, than once or twice, pal. Get, get them out. Get them out. Get them out once or twice, but uh, nothing more than that. Um, zero 47% say more times they'll see the awake at this season yeah Uh, one uh, one 17% twice 22% and three or more times say 14% right let's move on Um, who else have we got Nathan Cross says Bolly needs to wake up I know he's babysitting Samedo but he's been he's not been himself since the restart he hasn't. No, that's, um, that's a good point. Uh, uh, you know, we've we've spoken about him a few times, and he's not commanding games like he used to, and striking you as that uh, colossus, really, if you like, at the back for Wolves. That kind of, you know, we've we've said before that you know, aside from you know your big names like your Maguire, um, maybe not Maguire, but Van Dijk and Laporte and and players like that, we'd put Bolly right up there in that bracket, but. Based on this season's evidence so far, he's, he's 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 not he's not been in that he's not been in that tier to be honest. And no. you know, I don't I don't think anybody, you know, from other Premier League clubs are necessarily hugely looking at Bolly and thinking, wow, what a player as where in years gone by they would have done. So um, yeah, I think there's um, improvements to be made for him. I, I mean, you know, it's not just him, but uh, yeah, we yet to see the best of him this season. That's for sure. Georgia Brown, where specifically do you think it went wrong last night? Uh, or was it just poor all round? And also, fav- favourite meal deal combo? So, where it specifically went wrong? I just... Individual hours. I think that's that, that's the big one. I mean, that's a, it's a, a, an obvious um, error from, from Cody for the first. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of sets the sound, really, for the rest of the evening. Um, yeah, not tracking runners... 
not sticking to the shape. I mean, Nuno kind of laid it out afterwards that they'd been given clear instructions and not really stuck to them. So mm-hmm. if you don't execute the game plan, then you, you know you want to hide into nothing really. So I think it's just players not doing what was set out, and I think it was just a it's just one of those games where you know everybody really has had an off night. So and and when that happens, you you know you haven't really got much of a chance, have you? Favorite meal deal combo. Favorite meal deal combo. You used to when we when we were back in the office in those crazy days, or we were in the same office together. Um, you used to, am I right in thinking, you used to go to Boots for a meal deal? Yeah, 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 Boots meal deal, yeah, decent. Is that yeah. underrated Boots? Not a lot of people go to Boots are they for their lunch, or am well, I, because if you if you go to Boots for your lunch and you know scan your advantage card, get your get your points on your card, and then ah. eventually you total up enough points for some Mac a, makeup. To have a free meal meal deal? No, not Mac makeup. No. no. No, 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 no,
you know, if they've got a few fans to cheer them along and give them some encouragement along the way, then yeah, definitely, I think it makes a, a hell of a difference. To be honest. Mm. Um, Trevor Hickman says, "Do tier two teams now have a home advantage compared to tier three? Even though the cup only had two thousand fans, it was clear they were singing and then booing Cody. Should all teams just have to wait for a vaccine rather than allowing fans in some clubs and not others?" Yeah, they have an advantage. Yeah, they definitely do because you know, for the Wolves now, it, it, you couldn't almost say that every game's an away game. You know, even even at home, they're not having that home advantage. Um, but it's something that they've just got to get on with, and I, I think it's good to have fans back in some capacity. I, I don't, you know, just because not everybody can have them doesn't mean that we shouldn't have any at all. I don't think you know, I, it, it, do, it does naturally lift your spirits to see some fans in some grounds, and it kind of gives you that inkling that you know it will happen hopefully some point soon for you know for walls and you know um, so. It is difficult, and it was definitely um, you know a factor for Liverpool last night. I mean, you saw they came out for the warm up, and they got a right rapturous round of applause. After all, it's the first time they've seen them since winning the title, and Klopp spent a good kind of few minutes just kind of gazing at the crowd. Salah almost almost looked kind of emotional as he kind of came on for the warm up so it, you always got you got that sense that they wanted to really do the fans proud and you know of course they've gone home happy so uh, it does make a difference but it, for, for the year and now it's just something Wolves have got to get on with last one then last question sorry we couldn't get to all of them today but thank you very much for your questions uh, Ricky Brooks says any update on Johnny uh, when he's about to full fitness where do you see him fitting into the plan going forward Good question. I will ask in the next Nuno presser because obviously, naturally, a lot of the talk has been about Jimenez and his condition. Mm. Um, but the last we heard with with Johnny that his recovery was going well was pretty much doing. He's been doing rehab work almost all hours of the day. Um, he, he's such a such a determined character. I mean, that shows in his performances. But he's been working really hard in the gym to kind of get up to speed. Um, we'll see if. Yeah, I mean, I think the next kind of stage would be getting back out on the grass and doing running drills on the grass and then trying to gradually integrate in into group training. I think that may be a little bit off yet, but um, I'll ask Nuna when we speak to him on Friday. So hopefully he'll have a bit bit more of an update going into this weekend. I know football's a short, short-term short game, Joe, but you, know, you look at next season, hopefully you've got Jimenez back and you've got... You got Johnny back on the left, and you know you've you've got your defenders, and you, you know yeah you might need to in, you know improve in midfield, and you've got Traore, and you've got Neto, and you've got Pedence. I mean, it's a good this is a good set of yeah, players. Yeah, it's yeah. a good group of players, and and, and maybe then the tone has been negative and a little bit down, and, and you know not not chirpy, and, and I get that because you got beat four 0 you can't come out and be happy off the bat. I, I get that. But it's not doom and gloom. It's not doom and gloom. And I think that let, I think that moves us quite into. Oh, first of all, Joe, before before we go into Villa, the last two or three minutes, um, best question gets a Kilman uh, program from Southampton and um, and a beautiful pin from uh, that I found from China the other day that was in my um, in my fridge. I don't know how it got there, uh, but it's this is the program for Villa and Southampton. So it's uh, who's best question? What would you say? Best question, I will say. Because um, it was something I woke up thinking about mm. was um, Hoover perhaps coming in for Samada. Hoover coming in for Samada. Okay, I will see who that is. You know who you are. Um, oh yeah, Ronan Gibbons. Ronan Gibbons. Congratulations, Ronan Gibbons. Ronan Gibbons. Well, well done, done Ronan. Um, 
which, which, which begs the question, Joe. So this is a decent group of it's still a decent group of players, and this is a group of players who beat Arsenal two one, albeit Arsenal struggling themselves. They're, they're not a terrible team, and I'm sure they'll finish. They'll be looking to finish a, a damn sight higher up than 16th, wherever they are at the, this moment in time. Wolves, Wolves have tended to when they've lost games, won them. There's very few draws this season, Joe. And if they can go now beat Villa on Saturday, then you, then you're in a decent position again. And then you almost have a bit of a free, not a free hit against Chelsea, but Chelsea don't want to come here on a back of short rest on a Tuesday night. That's a difficult game for them. And then they go to Burnley. So if I think this is a crucial game for them. A crucial game. If they can beat Villa, then I think, and get through December with maybe, you know, win-loss, 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 I think they'll, they'll take that and get this, this horrible month out of the way. But they've got to play a damn sight better, Joe. And... Uh, can they do it with that team, or do you think there will be changes? Uh, I don't think there'll necessarily be wholesale changes, but I think there's the potential for, for, for two or three. I'd like to see Silver coming from the start. Um, and then I think, you know, at, at fullback, there may be something to look at there, and either side, really. And then, you know, perhaps Kilman. I mean, he'll, he'll, be, looking, he'll be lobbying for a place. I. I, I the, the, the crux of it is they've got to be better all over the pitch, in defence, in midfield, and in attack. Um, if the, if they want to beat Villa, and especially you know Villa side, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they go about it because of having a week off. Whether that'll actually play in their favour or it'd be not. interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, at least at least Wolves have got a decent rest. You know, they've got six, five, six days, so it's not like they're, they're playing you know three or four days later. So they've got Nuno's got chance to work with them on the pitch. I mean, he's got time with them. Uh, it remains to be seen. I know Barkley's out. I'm almost certain that it won't happen because they just won't drop the best player. But obviously, Jack Grealish in a bit of hot water as well with a, with allegedly attending a party on on Saturday in London and breaking you know procedures. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But um, you know, I fully expect them to be to be a, as strong as they possibly can be. You know, without Barkley in that side, and they will test Wolves, and they've got plenty of firepower themselves. Uh, they've scored plenty of goals, but. If Wolves can play like we know they can play, this is very, very winnable. Yeah, I mean, there's no need to to, to fear Villa. I mean, be wary of their quality, but don't 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 fear them. And and Wolves Wolves can certainly certainly beat them if they if they're at it. But they, that's the key. They've just got to be at it. And as Nuno said, there's there's going to be a lot of hard working training on this week, and I think he's going to drill into them the the shape aspect of things because there was that last half an hour at Liverpool, they just didn't really have any shape. Um, and of course, you've got to be, you know, attack minded, look to get your goals. But then, when you're defending, you've got to defend with with confidence and with quality. And and that's what was missing at Anfield. You know, they just looked open, especially the the last half an hour and the the mistakes crept in. You've got to just avoid those. So, um, hard work, hard work in training. Um, Nuno will be re- reminding them of exactly what they've got to do and uh, leaving now stone unturned, really, for for Villa, for Villa and hopefully, as you say, can kind of. Improve the spirits and get back on uh, get back onto winning ways. I asked for uh, I asked for what they think is the best formation. Um, the, the choices were Silver, Neto, Pedence, and Triori. The big four up front. Seventy seven percent want that, Joe. So so they want they want all of them playing. I, I hope they have a go, and I, and I hope they don't go into the shells. I think they will have a go, and I think they will go on the front foot. And I think at home it's a bit of a different story, albeit with no fans. I think that they can they can really go and 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 really put their put their front foot forward and, and, and go from the off, but they've got to be better. They've got to be at it. And I think lose one of those three midfielders, probably Neves, would you say? Yeah, Neves. Yeah, it'd be Neves. And then 
Matinho and Dendonka, then uh, is it? Would you say Neto was probably that that one or or Pedence, depending on on how you see it, as the more advanced, and mm-hmm. then yeah, um, so, Silver leading the line, and you know if not necessarily to to be the physical presence, because of course you know mm-hmm. he's still a young boy and he's still kind of bulking up, then be, be a bit of a decoy, make runs that drag defenders away, and you know give, give the give the wingers a bit more joy. I think uh, yeah, definitely go go with that go with that four. Yeah, I mean, look, a win in Wolves could be fifth on Saturday night, so, you know, it's, 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 it's not the end of the world. Joe, uh, before we go, uh, can we have a prediction, please? 2-1 uh, Wolves. 2-1 Yes. Yeah, I'm going to say 2-1 as well. I'm going to say 2-1 as well, man. I'm going to say they go 2-0 up and then then Villa pull a goal back. Uh, yeah, I've done this early podcast this week, guys. Uh, well, that, that's definitely irregular, but I, I'm taking a taking a week off, so I won't be at Villa, mate. You're gonna, I'm going gonna to miss you, but I will be watching... Uh, hopefully with a, a cocktail in one hand on, on a beach somewhere far, far away. So where, where's that? Um, Hull, Hull Beach, is it? Is Hull got a beach? Hull Beach, mate. Yeah. Hull, Hull Beach. I'll send, I'll send you a picture when I get there. Uh, <laughs> it might, take a, might, might, might be a longer journey than the, than the M62, but uh, hopefully uh, hopefully there'll be a little bit more sunshine where I'm going. But uh, I will, uh, I'll miss you, mate. I'll miss you. So do a good job. Don't let me down. Come and get three points, and then we'll we'll, we'll meet again next week after Chelsea. We'll do the uh, we'll do the next party ahead of Burnley on Monday night. Can't wait for that trip, mate. Way lovely. Hey, have a good one. Good man, good man. Uh, love you, leave you. Uh, from me, from Joe. Have a great week and weekend. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>